Podcast. My boyfriend was like, you did what? I'm like, hey, could you pick me up from this dealership? He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I just made four grand selling my car. He's like, what the crap? And he's like, I want to see what my car's worth. And I'm like, no, no. We, we need yours. <laughs> we need yours. <laughs> I like, beat I you to it, buddy. what the value is if I can make money. He ended up selling his car also and made like another six grand off of his car. And so we capitalized on the car market that month. And then we just got into a, a brand spanking. It was cheaper to buy a brand new car instead of a used car. It was wow. a very strange yeah. time. And uh, so we got a, a cool Subaru with, and then we bought, we went to Costco and we got a roof tent. Have you seen what yep. a roof tent is? Yeah, yeah. And so a roof tent, we put it on top of the car. And so literally in like 15 seconds, you unstrap the sides and it goes up. It pops up. Yeah. So that's where you sleep. So you're nice. not on the ground, right? Like a tent. It's yeah. A, it's on the roof of a car. And so we put that on the roof of our brand new car and um sold everything in the apartment everything made a bunch of money selling everything in the apartment and then we hit the road we wow, hit the road and did we ended up doing a three-month road trip and hit 22 different states welcome fellow lushes come on in pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard <laughs> So, oh, the tavern is oh, sorry, I stole your thunder. Tavern is now. Hey, fellow lushes, welcome back to another episode of Cocktails uh, with <laughs> Dimples and the uh, Beard. We're back. Uh, another one. Yeah, seems like another uh, big gap for us there, but that's all right. Big gap. Yeah. What do you mean? Since the last time we recorded, but it really is the same every oh, time. So these people, they don't know. Anything. They have you no don't idea. Any different. I have no idea. No, we work hard for you. This, we work hard yeah, for our money. This is getting. I'll so just say it. This is this is being recorded on cents. Monday, May first. So we'll see when this comes out. But it is Monday, oh, May first. Lay it out. Right lay it out. May first. Yeah, it's May Day. It's it two days removed from your birthday. What? How was Chicago? That was a lot of fun. Did you go to Three Dots? We did. Nice. We went to Three Dots. Um, they different had a different menu. Oh, well, it's been a seasonal. Since well, I've been down they there. called it seasonal. Okay, so there was a couple of uh, like winter drinks on there yet. Oh, okay. so it was a little different, which is which is good. Yeah, because we were there. It was summer, obviously. I think both times. I've only been there once. We were there twice. We were there twice. Yeah, because I've been there twice. I've not been there with anyone but you. Well, now you have. Now I have. Yeah, yeah. But it was still good. It was. How'd fun. you like it? We sat at the table. Yeah, not at the bar. Do you feel like a baller? Is it one of those? Were you in one of these? No, we were in the corner, oh. but that's fine. But I was a baller. Because I'd have been like, uh, I'm going to need more bitches. I actually just wanted to sit at the bar, but that's all right. We had fun. Yeah, they're yeah, they were tasty. Um, is it, is it, you were there in the afternoon? Three o'clock. Is the place packed at that time? Was, yeah. Three o'clock was the early, the latest I could get a reservation. Yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah. <laughs> and that was uh, at least three weeks prior wow. that I looked. And it was three o'clock. Um. So I was like, all right, whatever. And then all of a sudden we get, you know, as we're leading up to it, 
for people who don't know what we're talking about, three dots and a dash, a bar in check Chicago. Very good. Yeah, check it out. So it's like a it's like a tiki bar on steroids. Yes. Bartenders doing mad scientist shit. And it's, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but bring your credit card. <laughs> One with no limit. It's not it's not as bad. I mean, 20 bucks is a, a drink was the was the most expensive one. But if you're Chicago, I mean, you how many times have we gone and I've just gotten a fucking and it's eighteen bucks for well, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's no different than any other Chicago bar. Is sure. my point. I mean, when yeah, I guess when you put it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I looked at it. Yeah, because I was thinking it doesn't matter. They were they were delicious. Um, so we tried eight different ones. You guys must have been bags of shit by the time you walked out there. A little bit, and then we went to dinner. Where'd you go to dinner? Michael Jordan Steakhouse. <laughs> That's we went right. to the Italian village. Uh, you went, a whole village? We had the whole village cook for us. Yeah. It was sweet. All right. Uh, no, it's very good. Uh, I suggest that too. Italian village in Chicago. Very good Italian. Good nice. good uh, atmosphere. The decor was all. Well, I do think Chicago has their fair share of Italian, yeah. so they probably should be able to get. I mean, if the whole restaurant is a village, they should be able to get it right. Right? I would hope they do. Delicious. Right. Had a couple of. The drink was the Capone. The Capone, the Al Capone. Yeah. yeah, just the Capone. Had a couple of those. And then we went to MJ's for an after-dinner drink. Oh, you've had to have been mushmouthed by then. You would have thought, but you, no. No, it's doing pretty good. Did you have your, um, what's that drink they got there with that you like so much? Like the bourbon and coffee one? Bourbon and coffee? They didn't. No? So I asked for it. They're like, we don't know what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, they call over the manager. The manager comes Did, over. and Was it Michael? And Michael. Then nice. they, well, I said, I I need to see yeah. the, the boss. Yeah. Yeah. And then they brought over. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't send me the manager. <laughs> Go look outside. Step outside. What does it say across the top? That's, That's who I want to talk to. to. Yeah. So Michael came down. Okay. And said, down them glorious steps. I will uh, I will make you whatever you want. And you had a. I had a glass of water. Jordan. No, they. um. It was funny. The manager was awesome. She was really, really awesome. The waitress grabbed the manager and I was like, no, we'll just find something else. I'm okay. You know, obviously you don't make it anymore. Um, Cause they, the fucking cream is what made the drink. Not, not Michael Jordan's cream on, but they would, they would literally did it fresh at the bar when they ordered the drink. And then she goes off and I'm like, we're fine. And, you know, comes back and has this guy, He's like, well, he's worked here the longest. Do you remember? And he's kind of, ah, dude, I know what you want. He comes back. And it was more of a the ready whip on top. But it was bourbon and coffee. Yeah. But it was a ready whip on top. And it was in a different glass. It just, so I, Place is going downhill. I just said, I won't have any more. But thank you for the effort. You know. And then they didn't charge me, which I totally expected to pay for it. Oh, well, that was nice of them. That was very nice. When do you think the last time? Long story short. As I'm driving down there, not that short. Um, same weekend, my son and his wife were down there, so they joined us for dinner. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just because they were down for a show, and it was. I knew he was out of town. That's why, you know, for my birthday, he was out of town. And then I'm like, "Well, I'm coming to Chicago." He goes, "We're in Chicago." Oh. So they met us for dinner, and then went to Michael Jordan's. They came to Jordan's too. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, that's that's a good birthday. Yeah, it was a great birthday. Unexpected. Yep. And then uh, we went. It, Gordon Ramsay's burger for lunch on the way out of town Sunday, and is there, is, it a Hell's, is there a Hell's Kitchen or is it? It's Hell's Kitchen is not open yet in Chicago, but they are opening. Yeah, there's one in New York. Yeah. This is just Gordon Ramsay's burger. Oh, it's but just called Gordon Ramsay's burger. Fucking delicious burger. 
Did he see there? He cooked it. He came over. Yeah. When do you think that I was he yelled gonna, at me? I was going to ask. Uh, anyway, tell us. I was going to ask something about like, Jordan being in his restaurant, but I, he's never been in there. Anyway, so <laughs> we never told people that to please subscribe, like, rate, make comments, Ooh. call us. Well, because you chuckle fuckers. <laughs> give us a chance yet. Well, we have. I'm afraid to shut the fuck up so I can say it. Sorry, but I'm, you know, we never want to keep the pretty lady waiting. We certainly don't. And guess this... what? We got another one. I know. We never even told. Yeah, we're, t- we're talking to Brittany Ann Marie tonight. Another so... beautiful, beautiful lady. Without further ado, Brittany Ann Marie. Hello. Hello. Lovely lady. Hi. How Up are here. you? Very good. How are you doing tonight? We are phenomenal. How are you? <laughs> really awesome. Good. Good. So we're joined by Brittany Ann Marie tonight. And uh, I think we became aware of you through our good friend, Sarah Jury. Yeah. Uh, contacted you and asked to come on the podcast. You are a life coach, a model, a what is it? Soul inspirer and <laughs> mindset <Everything>. coach. <laughs> yes. What was that? What else did we leave out? Yeah. I mean, I'm a lover of people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a great way to put it, right? Right? Right. <laughs> so you uh let's let's start at the beginning. You uh you grew up pretty religious if I if I you got And my... where did you grow up? Um I went to high school in Minnesota. Oh really? Okay. We're in Wisconsin, so. Oh, okay. Nice. Right on. Yeah, so I I uh, went to high school in Minnesota and my parents weren't very religious. It was just, you know, go to, go to, uh, as soon as I was confirmed Lutheran, which was in like 10th grade, they're like, okay, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) I think it was just like tradition. And that's the way, um, (laughs) you know, they were brought up. And so it was traditional to be like, okay, when she's confirmed, she's good. Like, sure. Now it's your choice. You can yeah do it all all you will. All the life skills you need go. Go yeah, get them, right? Right, but I, uh, I took it further. Like I went deep. Yeah, like, oh, really at a young deep. age. Yeah, I did. I was just very drawn to, I would say, just hope and just positive people. And yeah. at the time, that's what was provided was church and people being positive and you know hopeful and whatnot. But that was in high school and. I dated someone who was Catholic in high school for about on and off for about five and a half years. And after high school, I had um, moved in with him. I was 18 and we got our own place and went to college. I dropped out of college and got my license for cosmetology. And then I'm doing everything I wanted to do. And I'm like, okay, I came to a point where I'm like, well, the next thing, like I got my career ready, situated, I'm building that, my clientele. I'm like, what about like marriage? Like that's the next thing to check off the list, right? And so, but I was questioning Catholicism. Okay. So I'm like, if I'm going to get married to this guy, I need to know what this Catholic stuff is, you know? Yeah. Um, and personally, I I've been to some Catholic weddings and like, I honor them and I respect them. But as for me, I'm like, I love extreme out of the ordinary wedding. I want something crazy if I ever get married, right? Yeah, okay, so, yeah. 
So getting married in a Catholic church seemed a little boring to me. Yeah, and I've stood up in a couple of those and not only boring, but it can be yeah. hard on the body. You're standing there for a long time. <laughs> right. Stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. I mean, it's a good workout. You know, It's an exercise class yeah. while you're learning <laughs> spiritual stuff, right? <laughs> And you got a long-winded pastor, or they pass, I don't know what, to, a long-winded uh, dude doing it, and you're like, they're all winded. So, <laughs> did you learn about Catholic because you were going to uh, convert over for your boyfriend? Yeah, so I was doing my research, and one day I just did 11 hours of research on religion, because I'm like, Ooh. what? I had one free day, and that was a Saturday, because I worked two jobs, I was studying, I was just very, very busy. Mm -hmm. And I had a free day and I'm like, okay, this is the day I'm going to figure out what this Catholic stuff is or what the right religion is. <laughs> and yeah, so after 11 hours of research going back in history and trying to figure out, you know, what is the right thing? Yeah. And I finally put like, what is the right Christian? I put Christian. What is the right Christian religion? Because there's so many different types of Christianity, so many different denominations. Right. I think there's yeah. like 33,000 or something. <laughs> I don't know, some crazy number. And I just kind of came to the end of myself. I'm like, I'm just going to type the question in Google because like, what is the right religion? And Google told me it's not about religion. It's about a relationship with God. And so it kind of shifted and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I had never heard that concept before. And so I'm like, well, what church should I go to? You know, I'm typing it in. And I went to so many different churches by myself. Oh. Um, the boyfriend did you just go to the mass or did you talk to the pastor afterwards or the priest afterwards? Yeah, I would just randomly show up at random churches. And, okay. And <laughs> so a couple of the churches was like evangel evangelical, um, Pentecostal, Word of Faith, Charismatic. Um, a lot of like wow. I went down that stream. And a lot of these churches, you know, good praise and worship, good messages. But I'm like, there's got to be more out there. Like I was seeking. I'm like, there's more out there. I feel it. I know it. I don't know where it is, but I'm going to find it. Okay. And what was that? No, I just said, okay. <laughs> okay. And a friend had invited me to her church, which was an hour away. So I'm like, okay what's another church? And so I drove an hour to this church and it was very different. And I felt really uncomfortable because everyone's, I don't know if you guys have been to like a charismatic Pentecostal church before. Um, no, no, I have. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I love the freedom that everyone had and just, you know, hands were raised, And I just felt really like, what, like really, uncomfortable because i'm like i want to raise my hands but I, but that's just i don't want anyone to look at me type thing <laughs> and then in the middle of worship the pastor comes and is like oh the presence of god is here and you know lift up your hands and i'm like how does he know i was like fighting with myself to lift my hands that's weird and so i i did and i i didn't really feel anything but something had shifted in me and then they kept singing worship. And all of a sudden I felt like I wanted to start crying, but I'm like, no, why am I want to cry right now? This is just so strange, but I kept it together and they did announcements. And then the pastors, well, I didn't know this, but someone kept looking at me and I'm like, 
you have you ever played that awkward glance game like anywhere you are you could be in the gym you could be <laughs> yes. in a church you could be anywhere and you look at someone and you're like okay break eye contact because it's awkward they caught me looking at them right yeah and then you can't stop looking back to see if you're like <laughs> right it happens to me at the gym you know you catch someone and <laughs> And you're like, oh, God, like, I don't want them to think anything, you know? And so you, like, look away, and then later on, you see them looking at you. Like, it's a game, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes it can work in your favor. Like, last weekend, it worked in my favor. But the eye contact, the awkward glance, like, I uh, was at this event last weekend, and there were so many women, so many women, and one of the people that was close to the host had locked eye contact with me, but usually I'll glance away, but because I'm like, like I, like I wanted something. I wanted um, to connect. I wanted, you know, yeah. and so I, I didn't lose eye contact. I kept like, I didn't break contact and neither did he. And so I just, it was like. A standoff was, at that point. Right. <laughs> And all of a sudden, he he reached his hand out and was like, you. And I'm like, me? Yeah, you. And like, I was surrounded by, there's so many women, there's so many things going on. And he reached his hand out and I grabbed it. And then he pulled me in to do uh, these shoots we were doing in in another room at this event. And uh, then we decided to do a collab, blah, blah. And so one of the lessons I've learned personally is eye contact can really work in your favor if you keep it. Mm, I guess. Yeah, it can. And there's a lot of people that are intimidated by it. Yes. So when you see somebody who's okay with it, right. You know, the, you, it, it just shows confidence, right? Like if you can hold somebody's gaze, it just shows confidence. I'm knocking stuff over. <laughs> right. And so, but in this moment, this was when I was 18 years old. I'm 32 right now. And, uh, okay. 18 I was, I was, years old. <laughs> what was that? I was, I was waiting on a time frame. I was going to ask you about a time frame when you were this right. whole thing with the the churches was going on for you. Yeah, that was 18. As soon as I graduated, I started questioning everything. Yep. And um, and so the, I turned out to be the pastor's wife and she stood up and she started walking over to me. And there's like probably, I don't know how many, probably a hundred people in a, in an area in the church. And the, she stops everything and she's like, you, you're here for a reason. It's not by accident that you're here. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> And my friend had not showed up. She said she was going to be late. And so I'm alone. Oh, no. And she's like, do you want to come up to the front? And I'm like, uh, you know, because I like, I realized, you know, I like being seen. I know that about myself. Right. And I'm like, but I really, I don't know these people. It's a different environment. And so I'm like, screw it. I'll go up there. So I went up there and started praying for me. And this is a, a very Pentecostal word of faith, charismatic church, like to the extreme. And, um, and yeah, I have no, I like, I had, a, I would, I'm going to genuinely say like, I had a radical encounter with God. Like I experienced the supernatural and I'm like, okay, this stuff is like real. Like I feel it in my body. I don't know what is going on with my body. And I don't know what is going on. And I'm like, you know, and I, I'm laying on the ground at this point because at like, how does that happen? Um, you just, had, did you collapse or something? Not collapse, but, um, 
it was what do they call it i don't know what there's a term people have okay. catchers so it's expected oh, that you're yes like, yes oh, oh. fall back <laughs> like, like a trust like like a trust fall gotcha okay yeah gotcha. yeah yeah like that and so you know you're like okay let's just meditate on the ground you know whatever and <laughs> but there was something going on with me and I wasn't sure what was going on. And people, I had my eyes closed because I'm like, I, there's so many people here. I do not want to get up. I do not want to open my eyes. I don't know what is going on right now. And and then I'm like, okay, like I need it. There's things I need. And what kept going on in my head was there's things that I need to change in my life. That's what kept going on in my mind. And I'm like, okay, I think I need to get off the ground now. So I open my eyes and everyone's gone. What? And, right. Everyone? And, it, and my friend, the pastor, and a speaker were there waiting for me. And they're like, do you know how long you've been on the ground for? And I'm like, um, no, maybe <laughs> 20 minutes. I don't know. They're like, you've been down there for three hours. I'm like, oh, what? Wow. And they're like, what's going on with you? You know, like, are you okay? Like. Like, what are you feeling right now? And I'm like, the only thing that came to my mind was there are some things I need to change in my life. And they're like, okay, cool. And then they they give me some biblical terms as far as what happened and all this stuff. Because it, it's talked about in the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. They were slain in the spirit, you know, up in the attic. Mm-hmm. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And, um, so they were, I don't know anything about the Bible. Yeah. Even though I was confirmed Lutheran, I don't really know much. And so, but all of a sudden I looked at my phone and I have these messages from the boyfriend at the time. And he's like, where are you? Like, what's going on? You know, he thought I was seeing another guy. You were, you you were were seeing God. Right. (laughs) And I told him, um, you know, I'm going to stay at my friend's house and I'll just, I'll tell you everything tomorrow. And so, and then I just, all of a sudden it was weird. Like all of a sudden I was super detached from, from the guy and I didn't really care to like try and please him or make him feel good or whatever. I was like amazed and in awe of what happened to me and just like I don't know what is happening right now but like things need to change and so I slept the night that that night at my friend's house and and then uh, the next day I shared with my my boyfriend what had happened and sharing that with him obviously he's never heard of such thing and he's like like in shock like okay Brittany like yeah. maybe I think you might have gotten a little crazy <laughs> you know and all of a sudden I just didn't feel connected with him anymore like when we had sex I was thinking about God and he's he threw me off one one time and was like we're not doing this and I'm like he's like what is going on like he knew something was up with me and all I could think about was just the presence of god and he thought i was thinking about a you know whatever and so it was really things got really weird in that relationship i didn't feel like having sex i didn't want to be a part of it i was just obsessed with the supernatural 
I became very obsessed with the supernatural and like seeing healings for people and just so many miracles were happening. And yeah, I've seen a lot of really beautiful things happen and lives transformed. Like I don't regret my journey whatsoever. I don't regret anything because yeah. I've learned a lot. Yeah, um, so. yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. And so I'm super grateful for everyone that's, you know, taken me in and has supported me in my my seasons of my journey, right? And there's always people for support when you transition, always. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I got more involved in the church and were you seeking out uh miracles or trying to find miracles yeah i no i was uh <laughs> i was reading so many books on the supernatural there's um yeah there's a lot that's it's like a whole nother dimension a whole nother world in in there um and I believe it all still to this day because I've witnessed it myself personally, a lot of really cool things. And, but the theology I was getting tripped up on. Okay. The theology of, you know, s sinners and everyone was going to hell. If you, and if you don't stop sinning, you're going to hell theology. Yeah. And that didn't sit right with me. I, because I'm someone who's super positive and just, you know, full of light. And I'm like, and they always talked about, oh, you need to preach the gospel. And I didn't really know what the gospel was because there's so many different perspectives on it. Yeah. Everyone has their own view of what the gospel is. And so I, I'm like, there was, I went to um, a school down in Texas for a year. I raised money, fundraise. I had a lot of crazy money miracles happen. I had a guy who a random stranger gave me over $5,000 um, to pay for my schooling. And he's like, I just felt on my heart to give this to you. Um, I'm believing for bigger things. Uh, but here, and he handed me a $5,000 check. My parent, I told my parents what had happened and they were super skeptical, obviously. And I'm like, no, like this is for real. And my dad's like, well, when you, when the, the when the check is cashed, then we'll know. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, I would have thought was there was something behind it that this guy wants something out of his five thousand dollars. Right, right. But no, it was super genuine. I never heard from him again. He it was he was super disconnected from um, his active service to support me. And he's like, here, I feel in my heart to give this to you and and to support you and pay for your schooling and then he disappeared like it was it was very random and wild and it, I would consider that like a money miracle like I was praying because I was trying to sell my car for five thousand dollars and and to pay for my tuition because I don't have a job you're not like for a year I'm not working I'm like seeking after my faith right yeah, yeah. oh wow and uh, yeah, it turns out I didn't have to sell my car and he paid for the rest of my tuition and I never heard from him again. Wow. And at what point are you done with the boyfriend? Or are, or are you already during your journey? Yes. Of... yes. Okay. It was literally a couple like 
within that was 2011 <laughs> January 2011 I have this radical encounter and then a couple months later I'm like I need to move out <laughs> I'm going to this school in Texas for a year I got accepted and literally um, eight months later I go down to Texas for a year and okay. so the boyfriend is out of the picture okay yep and uh and you're not supposed to at the school you're not supposed to be dating anyone no no oh. Yeah, okay. it's like solely between you and God, like, and you're taking these like character development, worldviews, like there's different classes, obviously, and it was a really cool school. What um, was the name of the school? It was called the Honor Academy, and the, it was interdenominational, so people from all different types of uh, denominations of Christianity were there, and so that was very interesting, but it, now it's shut down. Um, it's no oh. longer uh, oh. uh, there was a lot of persecution, might you say? People thought, you know, it's a cult, it's this, it's that, and I'm like, dude, I'm I know people that have are there right now. I made friends with some people, and I'm like, you and my mom. <laughs> when I got accepted, I told my parents, and a lot of family members had talked to my parents saying it's a cult and good bad things happen there and my mom was was crying to me and said oh Brittany you can't go down there like your family members had said it's it's all these horrible things and she's crying like hoping I wouldn't go and I'm like this is absolutely insane like I know people there right now like yeah like this place is awesome <laughs> and and then my mom's like, okay, if that's what you want. And they drove me down there, you know, to check it out as well. And oh, good. Yeah, it's it's just like an internship. And so, but it's, you're very, I mean, <laughs> the people I, I graduated that year with, uh, everyone went down their own paths or whatnot. Uh, but a lot of people call it a cult. But I, in my eyes, I'm like, it benefited me a lot. And it helped me grow a lot. And so, and it was awesome. It was so fun. I loved it. Oh, I wouldn't good. consider it a call or anything. It's just. <laughs> the, oh, school, the school wasn't located in Waco, Texas, right? <laughs> no, it was in Tyler, Texas. Oh, okay. 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 But it... I think that's close by. Oh. <laughs> well, you never know. Um, I heard you mention that as part of your your religious um, experiences, you went to Thailand to to mentor lady boys. Right. How, right. how, how does that come about? And how, how is that quickly trip? after your yeah. year long? <laughs> right. So that was in 2014. Okay. Um, so my theology had shifted. Because at first, I'm like, all I when I see humans, I see sinners, and mm. you need to stop sinning so you can go to heaven, right? This, this, okay, <laughs> that was your mindset leaving the school. Um, yeah, but I was in, in transition, and sure. all of a sudden, uh, someone had recommended me a book, it's called Mystical Union by John Crowder, and that shifted my theology 180. And no longer did I see people as sinners. I saw them as family, as sons and daughters that we're all family. And we are all love. Yeah. Uh, we're made in the image of love. And so we're just love beings. And so I still to the day to this day, I still believe we're we're 
made in the image of love. And I just believe, <laughs> I think that's like, like the simplest thing is just to believe in love. Like, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes simpler, the better. Well, and it's such a beautiful right. concept. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Why make it difficult? Just right. Simple, keep it simple. Yeah. And so all and my parents noticed my shift in in theology. I didn't tell them, but they noticed I was acting different because I used to be super feel fearful and anxious and, and stressed because I'm like, oh my gosh, the world's on my shoulders. I need to save everyone in the world. <laughs> like I was super evangelistic. Like I would talk to everyone about God. And, well, yeah, and try and invite them to church and like, oh, you need to be saved. You need to stop sin, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I like shifted and I'm, I put on the brakes and I was just complete at ease and at rest. And yeah, my theology shifted big time. Wow. And yeah, and my parents are like, there's people like my family is like, they love all of a sudden they loved being around me. They love, you know, all of a sudden they're like super drawn and super attracted to me. Like just because I was just at rest knowing yeah. like everything is working out for everyone all the time. And so, yeah. Anyways. My well, I, can, my I, can feel, I mean, that's great. Yeah. I can feel that energy. You're, you're yeah. I mean, I feel myself drawn to your, all of this stuff, like just. And the positivity. Yeah. So. Right. And so fast forward. So I had gone to another little summer internship in Portland, Oregon. And then I drove down from Portland to San Diego on a tour. Um, one of my friends had wrote a book and, and we went church hopping to, you know, preach and share his book and whatever. And then um yeah I really wanted to go to Thailand and there was someone that had one of the one of the teachers I had been following was doing a ministry trip in Thailand and it was ministering to lady boys in um, Bangkok Thailand okay and I'm like I gotta go like <laughs> I like this radical wild stuff like so many people are so like turned off by this, but like, I want to go love people in Bangkok, Thailand. And so we went, I traveled by myself. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I travel a lot, uh, to these, these trips I've gone by myself. I was safe. Obviously a lot of people are like, Oh my gosh, I, I've given my parents heart attacks a few times. on some of the stuff I've done. Yeah. <laughs> But I just have a lot of trust and faith knowing like I'm safe and I'm protected and, and, uh, but I'm not dumb. Like, obviously I, I take caution. Right. Right. Um, so I go to Thailand, uh, meet up with a group and <laughs> there was a lot of really cool things that have happened, that happened down there. And we made friends with the lady boys. So a lady boy and just hear out their stories, right? Because everyone is so different. And it was crazy because some of them have grown up just wearing their mom's shoes, putting on their mom's makeup. And so it's just, it's, it's just different. It's yeah. a different lifestyle. It's a different world. 
And so, so everyone's brought up different. What? It is. I was going to say, could we quick uh, give a description of Lady Boys for people that are listening that wouldn't know what that is? Yeah, Lady Boy is a man who dresses up as a woman. And some of them will get surgeries done and down there and do some injections and things to turn into a woman. Yeah. And okay, so that's just the way they over there is what they call them over there lady boys yeah and or yeah my terminology i'm still learning all this terminology yeah um but some of them are so you would never know they transitioned because they are so perfect and beautiful like you would have no idea Yeah. yeah um i've even we've even met some here in columbia and i'm like wow like they're so beautiful right you would never know yeah Um, but it's their body it's their choice and if they feel led to do that you know go for it right yeah were you were you were you over there to help you know i know a lot of them are into the prostitution in that area were you there to, to to help some of them if they didn't want to be involved in that to get out of that Right. We were just there with the focus of just loving them. Okay. So Hmm. we weren't there to convert anyone. We're not there to none of it. It's just to just let them know they're loved. Yeah. Yeah. Not judge them. To know they matter. And so that was kind of our approach down there. Um, And share Jesus. Uh, And it was funny because. We went into this strip club, my first strip club I ever been in. <laughs> and we walk in. I don't know what to expect. Like I've never been in one before. Yeah. And you kind of went to the <laughs> extreme, but that's okay. <laughs> extreme, right? And all of a sudden we walk in. I don't know what to do with myself, right? I'm like, I don't know how to preach Jesus in the strip club. I don't know what <laughs> I'm doing here right now. <laughs> Because on stage, there was a woman who was doing like, she was like, um, she, her vagina was wide open on stage and she put a ping pong ball in her vagina and shot it out into the crowd. And I'm like, what on earth did I just witness? The greatest thing ever. That's. (laughs) I was in shock i didn't do anything and then and then we lingered for a little bit because i'm like i don't i'm like afraid to talk to anyone here like i'm not talking to anyone like i don't know what to say i just stuck around to see if she could do it like rapid fire yeah. if it was just oh one and done. <laughs> how many are you doing <laughs> that's a hell of a way to be introduced to strip joint that's all i could tell you Right. And yeah. so we left and then we went to go see a Mai Tai fight. We're like in the the heat of Bangkok, like where all the mm-hmm. prostitution is, um, sex workers, trafficking, the biggest city for child trafficking. You oh. see so many kids. Oh, my gosh. I oh. was a little disturbed. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was it was like we want to love everyone, but also I was a little like digesting all of it as well. So it was it was a lot. Yeah. Um, but there was a really cool things that happened. Like 
we were praying for people that wanted to be prayed for. And they're like, whoa, whoa, like, what do you like? What was that? Because I felt like electricity in their body. They feel the presence. And they're like, what was it? They're like, it's Jesus. He loves you, you know? And so, the, and there were healings that happened. People's oh. like, some, right at the some strip wild joint? thing. What was that? Right at the strip joint? Um, Yeah. The, the healings like, were. Right, so there's like the, the street, but then you have like different vendors in the middle of the street. Like the street's blocked off. And then you have, um, you have the vendors in the middle and then you have the strip clubs on the sides. Hmm. Okay. Right. Wow. Sounds like your kind of town. <laughs> well. Right. But it's a mix of it's a mix because there's illegal trafficking happening, yeah. but then there's also people who love what they do, yeah. right? There's a little bit of everything. So you you gotta be a little cautious in what you're doing. So wow. have you been back? Or I mean it more than once? I haven't been back to Bangkok, Thailand. No, no. I haven't. I like to go back and check it out because I have a different view of it now, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, that was my <laughs> my encounter in Bangkok, Thailand. Oh my gosh! Nice. That's a hell of an experience, right? Right. That's a, that's a cool trip to. And then you come. You, so then you come home, and you're still you're still on your journey. I'm still on my journey. I come home, you know, I, uh, and no, I went to Bangkok, Thailand for a week. And then I went to, to uh, Nepal for two weeks to do another trip. Wow. Okay. Fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I loved, you know, mission trips. I love praying for people. I love seeing miracles happen on the streets. I met a lot of business owners, got to pray for that. Like it was, it was a really fun journey. It was really fun. Um, but then when I got back from my trip, you know, I w didn't have money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the only, only downfall of that kind of stuff. Right? It doesn't bring in a lot of money. <laughs> so now you're talking, uh, you went it in 2014, if I yeah. correct, and then about, oh, this, so it's the same, within the same year. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I still have my license for cosmetology and... I ended up getting asked to do LA Fashion Week, uh, okay. hair for LA Fashion Week. And that was actually a dream of mine. Like I had dreamt of doing runway shows and all of a sudden I get asked. It was like the easiest thing. Like a friend I knew that was in LA already, she invited me up there and I told her, I'm like, yeah, you know, one of my dreams is to do hair for runway shows. And she's like, oh my gosh, you need to call this woman. It was a celebrity stylist. And so I called her, left a message. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to happen, you know, because everyone needs to know, you know, what can you do? I need to see your skills first. I need to know who you are. Right. But this was, she called me back and it was so immediate. She's like, I heard great things about you. Are you available? You know, these three days, I need you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm available. And like immediately just immediate favor super favored and i and backstage people <laughs> thought i was drunk <laughs> because oh. i'm on this high of like my dreams manifesting right sure. yeah i'm on this super high i'm like this is the greatest thing that's happened and then everyone around me is so stressed like it people are high stress backstage yeah. for la fashion week i would imagine and i'm over here like 
like I'm whipping out hairstyles for these designers super fast. Like I know my gifts. I know what I'm capable of. Like I know I'm meant to be there. I know what I can do. And I'm just whipping stuff out and people are like, oh my gosh. And, but I'm like doing it high. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke nothing. I'm just high <laughs> on life. Experience, that, like, this yeah. is really happening. Yeah. And, um, and, but I was, st- I was still very Jesus centered and I learned not to uh, pray for people backstage because one of the models I had been doing her hair I had spoke a few things to her and she started crying and she messed up her makeup. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh no. Like, like what I spoke really hit her heart and she was having a moment. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, it's okay. I really needed to hear what you told me. And she had a radical encounter. And I'm like, I should probably not do that next time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was thinking totally different. That, like I know, I somebody gonna... complained to you about, you know, we don't want to hear this when we're trying to work, but it was a, more of a beautiful thing. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, yeah, the beautiful encounters. And um, so, yeah, I did LA fashion week. That was a dream come true. And then I started, uh, I just went to a salon and just started working and started making money. Um, okay. Cause I already have my license and yeah. And then I did ministry in Mexico for the next four years till 2018. So I oh, would cry. I was dating a youth pastor and doing ministry <laughs> with <kidding>. them, right? <laughs> and doing ministry, crossing the border to Tijuana every weekend, maybe two to three times a week. And wow. uh, yeah, it was super fun. It was a lot of fun. And then doing hair. And yeah, that's that was my four years. Did you um, have some sort of nickname of uh, being a cosmo, you know, cosmetology and uh, preaching, not preaching, but I guess, were you known as something? <laughs> Here comes a beauty preacher or something. Hair Jesus. Hair Jesus or something. <laughs> I feel like you, you, you should have a nickname or in that during that time, right? So in the salon, I was known... I unconsciously would hum as I do hair. And so people would call me a hummer (laughs) (laughs) because as I'm doing hair, I'm like, my spirit is just very light and flowy and I'm loving life. And I would just hum. I don't know what I would hum. I would just, but it was unconscious. I wouldn't know I was doing it until someone said something. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And they're like, no, no, I I like you. So that's what I was known in, in the salon is like the, the Hummer hairstylist. <laughs> it must have been relaxing, actually, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. From, you know, if I was sitting there and you're doing my hair, it'd be relaxing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but other than that, no, no crazy nicknames. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I did get in trouble. Uh, I did get in trouble and I did get um, let go from one of the salons. I had, started booth renting in Pacific Beach in California and I was just being me like I'm I was very radical very radical and because I believed in you know I believed wholeheartedly in 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 yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I remember because I would pray for my clients right then and there like I would get like a word of knowledge or I'd get something in my spirit that I 
like I pick up their energy, picked up on their energy and I, I, um, encourage them. And some of them, some people call it like, uh, pro prophetic. Some people call it, um, what's that other term, a psychic or every religion has a term for that and just picking up other people's energy and encouraging them. Um, now I just, I haven't really walked in that for a while, but I can definitely pick up energy because <laughs> I'm sensitive to it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not like doing it in the name of Jesus anymore. Okay. It's, it's just more um, soft encouragement on people's journeys. Okay. Uh, I don't want to be known as like some <laughs> medium or psychic or prophet or some crazy term that people want to use and label it i'm just like i just call myself i like to encourage people you know if i feel it in my spirit i'll i'll tune into it and then i'll just encourage people when i feel led to so yeah, yeah. still yeah. within the love the love theme yes yes wholeheartedly and so this alone i ended up um there were like Oh my goodness. There was a lady who came in and she was bedridden for a few years and she just got out for her hair. No one took care of her. And I'm like, come in, let me take care of you. No, like, no, all the hairstylist was like, you, Brittany, you, you do her hair. And I'm like, I'm not grossed out. Let me love her. And she was an older, older lady. And I could not get a brush through her hair. Oh. I couldn't get a brush through her hair. And so I took the clippers and just gave her, because she was kind of like a, she was a grandma. So I kind of gave her a grandma haircut, but <laughs> all of her hair was like matted to her head because oh. oh. she wasn't taken care of. Oh. And oh my, I made a video on this too, but I got banned on a few things and I got, <laughs> Like there was, oh God, it was very, um, what's the word? It was very, uh, out of the ordinary that I was doing this for this woman. Cause I'm like, don't pay me. Don't do it. Like, don't worry about it. Let me just take care of you. And I had used the clippers to try and like cut through her hair. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. <laughs> This poor woman, there was like mold in her hair. There were bugs in her hair. There oh. were, it was like really, really like, I was like, I'm going to love you so much because you haven't been taken care of for how, for how long. And so I just like loved her up and she was just in tears because she's, she hasn't received that type of love before. And yeah. yeah, I took care of her. I gave her a, like, I washed her hair. I gave her a scalp, like probably a 10, 15 minute scalp massage. Just, and just in my mind, just sending love to her. And she got rocked. And, um, how, and that was the, banned. Yeah. So it was very, um, what it was very, what do you call it? Spiritual. I mean, I, I, I no, can... disruptive, disruptive, oh. very disruptive. And, 
and I would pray for my clients, you know, in the salon as well. You know, they share with me what's going on. Just pray for them out loud and, and pray. Like, not I'm going to pray for you. No, like right now I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. Like I'm going to yeah. ship energy and just help you realize how loved and important you are right now. And yeah, it was very disruptive in that salon. And hmm. one, I had another client and he had been doing some shady things he shared with me and I'm and I was like don't you think that's maybe a little wrong <laughs> and uh and all of a sudden he turned everything on me because I was very gracious in the conversation super gracious he turned everything on me and made a big spectacle and then he had talked to the owner and he got me fired Hmm. like they're and the the owner's like i don't think you should be here anymore like blah 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 i don't know it was just very yeah my energy was very disruptive in there and uh yeah for them <laughs> but for the others yeah. it was a blessing it was a huge blessing actually good because mm-hmm. he i mean he could have gone to a different petition right right that would have been the, right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so did you i'm i by just talking with you this brief brief moment you didn't let that bring you down. So you obviously got right. fired. I had and then... my moment. I had my moment. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, like everyone does. And then I'm like, you know what? This is all going to work out in my favor. Let's go. Yeah. And I ended up finding um, a similar like-minded salon owner. And I had worked with her uh, for about six, six months, seven, eight months. And so that was pretty, that was a huge blessing. Um, just things just lined up and it, it worked huge in my favor, you know, cause she was, she understood my beliefs. She's in the same alignment with what I believe. And so that was really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Um, what happened after that? Oh <laughs> There's been, yeah, we're, we're trying to get, we're, we'll get to the transition stage here. <laughs> so now we're to, yeah, we're to what, 2018? You're, are you still with the youth, youth pastor at this point? Oh, okay. So I start getting like antsy. <laughs> I'm getting antsy because, um, to, to want more for, or to experience more. Years. What were you getting antsy for? I was getting antsy for money. Oh, <laughs> okay. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Yeah, and uh, and I knew something needed to change. Sure. Um, because I also knew, like, yeah, I'm. I like. I had posted on my uh, in my office. Um, like, I want to make ten thousand dollars a month, and but it's on like a piece of notebook paper taped onto like. <laughs> one of the boards on my bed right yeah. and um and I had been at I actually got recruited in 2018 in the fall of 2018 I got recruited to move to Arizona because at the time I was in San Diego and to move to Arizona to go knock doors for a solar company and set appointments and I had heard how much they were making and I'm like oh my god I like this is my ticket and I so <laughs> i think that would be so easy so and so's making how much dude i'm gonna crush this I could do bet, yeah right and, and, and you so, did i did yes <laughs> um but yeah i had 
asked um, the youth pastor, if, you know, if you want to come with me, you know, and he's like, no, I got to stay here in Tijuana. I got my group. I got this, that and the other. And and like his heart was just set on staying in one place. And I'm like, dude, I know I'm made to just go all over the whole world all the time. Like, I can't just stay in one place. I get antsy. Yeah. And um, so we broke up. It was the most graceful breakup I've ever been in before. We both prayed for each other and we blessed each other's futures. And then we parted ways. Like it was very graceful. Nice. Yeah. And uh, then I had quit. I was a business developer for a new startup gym working full time. I was a freelance hairstylist doing wedding hair, runway shows, all that. I was babysitting uh, two families, their kids. I was, what else? I was a part of a network marketing company selling supplements. What else? I had like six jobs when I lived in San Diego and I balanced it all. But I was, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and whatever. Wow. <laughs> and it was, it was brutal. That's a lot of work. And it was. And literally I had... On a Monday, I had ended things with the youth pastor. Tuesday, I, I had called my mother, told her, and she's like, oh, I knew you guys wouldn't be together. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me sooner? <laughs> Moms. Moms always Mom. <laughs> and then Wednesday, I told the, the gym that, you know, tomorrow's my last day. I'm done. So I did things very uh disruptively but very graciously because a lot of people are like oh you need to give two weeks if you're going to quit a job to have good relationships with people right Right. can't just up and and leave and uh but I did just up and leave (laughs) and uh, I gave them my one day notice tomorrow's my last day (laughs) I had told the investor I had wrote the investor I'm like hey I'm gonna go take the job out in Arizona um, tomorrow was my last day and he was like all right I fully support you go go do your all thing right. girl and so I was right. super supported in my decision and um, the wife wasn't too happy though she was like oh you have a career here I don't know why you would leave and I'm like the wife didn't take it as well as um, the investor did but he understood my heart yeah. and uh, so yeah that was cool fully supported and then I told my landlord hey I'm moving out tomorrow they're like okay we fully support you oh and wow I I literally packed up my things on Friday in my little Honda and as much as I could and I left I drove to Arizona with like twenty dollars wow and I didn't know if I was going to make it or not, but I made it because I was living paycheck to paycheck and I was going to get paid until you know whenever and the company had a place for me, food for me. And they're like, let's get to work. And wow. I really fully supported my journey and my transition. So fully supported. And that month, I was only allowed to work maybe like two or three hours a night. So super part time. It was just there because they don't want us to get burnt out because knocking doors is yeah. Different. Okay. Okay. It's very different. You and gotta be so, able to deal with rejection. <laughs> 
Right. And so people can't deal with that. Yeah. Um, but for me, I thought it was the funnest job ever. Like, it was <laughs> super fun. I get to meet new people every door that opens. Like, I get to bless them and, you know, set up appointments <laughs> and see if their house qualifies for solar. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, did you, when you took the job, did you tell them I, or did you incorporate, I'm going to bless as you went door to door? <laughs> and were they okay with that? Or did you just, do it. No, I was just focused, like, I was just focused on the script they had given me, and so once I nailed down the script, like, I was just, I was not in, like, a ministry mindset unless I felt like it was needed. Um, I just blessed them with my presence, you know, I just okay. trusted, like, my energy will impact them without yeah. me saying anything. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. If you so came my, to my was, door, you would have said this 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 house needs a lot a lot of help a lot of help <laughs> so yeah I, i'm i transition because i'm like this is business and i also don't you know i i was transitioning i i guess you would say my biggest transition was when i left california broke up the, with the youth pastor and then i was just kind of on my own i i kind of i went to church maybe a couple times but it wasn't like minute like hardcore ministry every weekend youth group i wasn't super involved anymore mm, okay and so i kind of just let it go and went whenever i felt like going not like oh every sunday i need to go no like if i feel like if i want to go i'll go and because at this point it really bothered me to sit in a church because of what people would preach sure um a lot of them talk about end times you know, the end of the world <laughs> stuff, uh, hell and sin, all this stuff that I just don't believe in. Yeah. And and so it was difficult for me to sit in churches um, because it it was a good thing because it stirred me up to be like, no, like, let's talk about That's like something let's talk because it would stir me up but at the same time i'm like i can't sit in this church and get preached at about this this stuff i just don't agree with right yeah. and so i just kind of like it was cool to network and meet new people but at the same time i'm like i just feel like i'm on a different journey now and that's when i had ventured off i was still you know it was a relationship with God, but I didn't go to church that sure. often anymore um, because essentially God is everywhere in all everywhere. I don't know, in my own opinion, yeah. um, if you're aware of it or not. And some people are just not aware of it. And so that's fine. Not a big deal. Um, and so I had hit top. I had booked the most appointments in the company. I hit records. I broke records in the company and uh, they had asked me to go on a all-inclusive trip mm. uh, to Mexico because Arizona is right by Mexico, Puerto Penasco, I think that's what it's called. Okay. And, and so um, at the time I was talking to someone uh, from Florida on Instagram and um. Yeah, that was when uh, I started opening my horizons. I was really into this guy. And... Oh, those boys will ruin it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to 
super in to him and I wasn't going to go on this trip uh, because I'm like, it's all dudes like that I work with. I'm like the only girl in the company right now. And so I'm like, I, I might just go to Florida instead. And um, the guy I was talking to at the time was like, no, ask them if I can come with you on the trip. And I'm like, what? <laughs> And so I'm like, that's crazy. He's like, just ask. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, you've got to take it. It's all inclusive. Don't come to Florida. (laughs) And so uh, they ended up saying yes. And so he flew to Arizona and I ended up recruiting him. And I'm still with him to this day. It's been like five years. Oh, (laughs) see? Yeah. And so I ended up recruiting him. I'm like, and so I knew what he was motivated by and I knew how to recruit. So I'm like the money. He's like, just to let you know, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the business. And I'm like, okay, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So he's a romantic. There you go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it it definitely seems like you shifted all your energy I don't want to say preaching, but right. talking and into business then and into right. money making and right. Oh, yeah. yeah that, which worked it out. Pretty, it worked out. Yeah. And then, you know, that weekend in Mexico was like the wildest weekend of my entire life because the four years passed, I had not, you know, had sex. Oh, wow. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The wait, what? pastor was a virgin. <laughs> wow. All yeah, right. so I was I felt like super honored to date him. Like, well, like I know, you know, like I have a past, obviously, but when I dated him, I'm like, just to let you know, I've I've been there, done things, you yeah. know. And he's like, that's okay, I accept you as you. And yeah. he's like, just to let you know, I'm a virgin. I'm like, okay. Um, and so yeah, there was no sex. The gloves came off in Mexico. and so when things ended and this guy was interested in like that was like the craziest wildest weekend of my entire life to this day like absolutely insane and um yeah for for more ways than just your partner (laughs) right no and so it was very conflicting for me Okay. It was very conflicting. Like, yes, like this chemistry was like freaking fireworks all weekend. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but I still had these beliefs yeah. that I programmed myself with, with this, you know, with what the Bible says, no sex before marriage. Yeah. And so I was super, super conflicted. Because I'm like, I had the most wildest, amazing weekend ever but like my beliefs that I program myself with looking back I'm like it doesn't align with like what you're feeling what I was taught in churches and what the bible says and I dealt with I still did stuff but I lived with the the conflict I still did it but I was still conflicted at the same time and I'm with you. Yes, a lot of conflict with it. And but I still did it. And after Arizona, 
uh, me and my t my team had moved to Vegas because we wanted to make more money in solar. So we decided, you know, start our own little thing in Vegas because of like legal issues. We couldn't stay in Arizona. Okay. So we moved to Vegas. Vegas is another world. And that was my first... <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> and... <laughs> We, uh, we still did solar and we were probably a part of like five different companies and trying to feel things out. And that's when I obviously have money stored in my bank account. And I'm like, you know, I've always wanted to be a part of a modeling agency. And so in Vegas, there's a lot of modeling agencies. And I, yeah, because a lot of um rich people want to pay for models to hang around, you know, yeah. while they're in Vegas. And so they're called atmosphere models. Okay. And so that's what I was. So there was a few events where that we'll go to a club VIP. And then we, it was like the most boring thing for me because I'm, I'm not a huge drinker. But when people go out, they come to Vegas, they want shots, oh. shots, 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 yeah, shots, yeah. shots, drinks, drinks, <laughs> tons of partying. And I'm not like a super, like, I had my times in high school, like, <laughs> to know, like, my body cannot handle that, that how much liquor, like, yeah. I can't do it, like, my body can't do it. And I hated how I felt the next day, like, I, oh, God. And so it was like this love-hate relationship. Now it's like, I'll have a drink. Like, I have hardcore self-control now. Like, I'm aware of what I'm doing. I know what my expectation is when I go into a party or uh, an event. Like, I know I want full self-control. Like, I'll have one or two and I'm good. Yeah. Um, I'll get a nice little buzz. You know, I'm feeling good. But, like, after that, I'm, I'm good. Just lots of self-control. But... Uh, one of the models in the VIP uh, had told me she, she had been atmospheric for seven years. And she's like, and I'm like, dude, I can't do this. Like, I can't drink <laughs> all this stuff. And we're in VIP. And so you're supposed to be like hype girls, yeah. you know, have a smile and hype. Like, yeah, that's me naturally. But like drinking, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to end up somewhere or drink something or get roofied or something bad to happen to me like i need full self-control uh because i don't know what will happen especially in vegas and yeah. so the model was like pretend to take a shot and dump it down um the cracks of the of the chairs because there's cushions <laughs> and she said every time you take a shot pretend and then put it behind you and dump it out and she she told me that and I started doing that. And so that was my little trick to yeah, pretend nice. I was drinking. And so and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was a cool experience with modeling. And then I had booked a it was I I was feeling, you know, it's Vegas, and there was a topless event uh for like a VIP, it was for a bachelor party. Okay. And uh, I'm like, I told uh, my guy, my partner, I'm like, should I uh, apply to to do this? Because it was good. It was a good 
good pay and I'm like I've never like done that before I want to explore and see what that's like and he's something was drawing you to it (laughs) right and so my my partner was like let's let's get you let's go shopping for some lingerie and uh, get you ready for it and so he was super game for me to do it Uh, we we were both starting to explore our sexuality and and different avenues of sexual adventures right and so that was that was in Vegas so it was like 2019 we start venturing out and I got it out of like 200 girls um I got accepted to do this event and I'm like wow figures like that I wasn't like I kind of expected I would be accepted uh, to this event and so we go I or I go obviously and there was like maybe two three other models there I had never been in this scene before we're in like a penthouse suite like I got taken yeah, it was crazy. We're in a penthouse suite overlooking Vegas. Wow. It was a crazy views as for a bachelor party. And that was the first time I actually saw cocaine. Oh, geez. In, in person, like I saw it in movies, you know? Yeah. And you see all these movies and documentaries about this stuff, but I had never seen it in, actually in person. And all of a sudden, these guys were like doing lines of cocaine and I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm in a movie right now. Like I'm very innocent, right? (laughs) Super innocent me. And they're like, do you want some? No, I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And so that was like very, like I I'm in a movie right now. Like, this is crazy and i'm topless right? <laughs> oh. i'm topless because we're atmosphering and just you know whatever talking with the guys and just helping them have a good time or whatever and so that was my first time i i saw cocaine in person okay. and i was i was inside i'm like holy shit like this is crazy <laughs> and um it's an experience the first time it, it kind right. of is Right. And I still haven't tried it. It's not something, even though I live in Colombia. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you are, you are in cocaine heaven right now. I know. <laughs> but no, I've just never been interested and in, never had a desire to try it. Um, but they do have these things. We went to this tiny little village um, out here. They're called Pueblitos. And so they, Pueblitos are like little, little towns or whatever and indigenous people some of some indigenous and there was this little store and they sell coca leaves so oh, you can sure. coca coca tea and it gives you a boost of energy and it's crazy because the indigenous these leaves the coca leaves um they used to chew on them uh back in the day or probably still to this day, they chewed on them on the leaves all day to produce, like to keep up with the the workload of maintaining sure. a village. Sure. And so that was a really cool experience. That's like the closest I've ever gotten. So the coca leaves, yeah. uh, we just uh, it's for a tea, coca co- coca tea. So oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Just very wholesome and just very holistic yeah yeah so that's my closest encounter <laughs> well, um, you're getting the best of it right the stars 
Yeah. Right, um, right. Yeah, without it's, yeah, all you... the chemicals and processing and no stuff. fear of fentanyl. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Right. So and, when you were uh, so when you went into that uh that first time and you went topless, any regrets? Did you just feel like comfortable and like this is so good it for me? Was crazy because one of the models was like, This is the weirdest uh event ever usually these bachelor parties everyone's having orgies and sex wide out in the open and all this crazy shit and she's like this event is so weird no one is doing any of that (laughs) (laughs) and i'm i was like thank god i don't know what i would be doing like i would have to leave because i am not you know, used to that type of thing. I'm just coming out of religion for God's sakes. Like, <laughs> and so I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> it's not like that. Um, and it was crazy because one of the, it was a bachelor party. One of the guys I'd talked to, like we have different conversations and it was, it was really fun event. I am talking to this guy he has, um, he's married. One of the guys is married. Oh, a lot of the guys were married. And uh, one of them I was talking to and I'm like, so are you married? He's like, I'm married. I miss my wife. I can't wait to see her again. I'm like, that's awesome. And and I asked him, I'm like, have you heard of the love languages before? Have you guys heard of the love languages? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's five love languages, you know, um, affirmations, word of or acts of service gifts physical touch um another one i can't think oh um quality time and so he had never heard of love languages before and so i added so much value to him and i told him about what each was and how he can uh help him and his his woman's relationship even more and enhance their relationship so i was doing like relationship coaching topless (laughs) in a penthouse suite and he was like super like we're just having chill conversations as i'm topless like like it was normal and it was like the coolest experience it was so cool like he wasn't trying to hit on me he wasn't trying to get at me he was a super respectful super honoring having a conversation about his wife nice. and it was it was, I feel super blessed because some of the women's experiences that I've heard are not like that so I felt no, like no right not even close <laughs> right and like so your friend, friend that was there she was like it almost seemed like she was disappointed there wasn't an orgy going on <laughs> right 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 and so I'm like, oh, it was it was a very magical first time experience being topless in front of like six strangers. And they were Australian, they were Asian Australian. So mm. they were they're Asian, but they had an Australian accent. And it was so different to me. They're from Australia. Yeah. It was very off. different. <laughs> wow. Um, that would have been weird to talk to. Yeah, yeah, that would be different. (laughs) So that was my first experience. And then after that, um, I didn't really do anything else after that. Uh, Nothing crazy, nothing wild. It was just very chill. And then uh, we ended up moving again to back to California. It was just me and my partner this time because everyone decided not to do solar. 
and just me and my partner stuck with it. And um, an old high school friend had reached out to me who's a multimillionaire and was like, Britt, come out to California. You can make tons of money doing solar. Like this is like the biggest market and margins to do solar. And so we moved out there for a year and it was awesome. It was cool. It was during the pandemic, I think, I don't know what year that was, 2021 or something. It's all kind of a, a blur. I don't know when the pandemic was. Uh, the pandemic was when Vegas happened, when I was in Vegas. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, moved out to California and, you know, maybe went to church once just to, <laughs> you know, get that. If there's anything there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but then I was reminded when, as soon as I stepped in, I'm like, no, 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 I can't do yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's when we started talking about OnlyFans. My, he became my who, boyfriend. Who brought it know. up? Who brought it up first? He did. Yeah. Okay. He brought it up. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, I don't know, um, because I wasn't too connected to my body okay. uh, or myself. Like I would, you know, I know, like I didn't own, maybe I did, maybe one, but I, <laughs> self-pleasure to me, I used to hide and use like my electric toothbrush <laughs> as vibrator. Wow. <laughs> okay. At that time, you're like, I'm not going to be seen buying a vibrator. Right. Anybody know that I would ever own one, I would not admit to it. So right. Something else. Just weird shit, like thirteen electric toothbrushes. I thirteen reason. toothbrushes. Right. Or the electric razors. There's okay. electric razor where it vibrates. Yeah. It's a shame, right. And yeah, that's that's the only thing I would use. Because right, like sometimes it's uncomfortable going into a sex shop buying a a dildo or a vibrator or, or toys because it's like oh my gosh i hope no one sees me because yep. you know it's private and it's yeah. embarrassing and whatever now it's like dude look at this <laughs> what's the newest one? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> right um so yeah in california we weren't did that stuff but I'm like, I'm kind of done with California. The beaches are freezing. It's only warm here for like one or two months out of the year. Otherwise, it's cold to me, in my opinion. The, like, okay. And like, it's sunny, but it's chilly. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, we have, we, it's hard for us to be sympathetic. We're in Wisconsin. It's May 1st. And it Remember was that, Wisconsin. It so. was snowing today. Oh, my God. It's May. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. No, I know what it's like. I lived in Minnesota. Right, right. I, I so you know. Up out there. I know. I'm like, no more snow for me. I'm good. Yeah. And so he um, he grew up in Florida, in Miami. And so I'm like, let's go to Florida. That has to be I'm a culture shock to go to Miami. <laughs> what was that? I said that had to be a bit of a culture shock to go to Miami. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah very different um what else so we decided our lease was up for the the apartment and it was coming up and i'm like why don't we just do a road trip to florida 
but let's not go straight there. Let's just tour the country with no expectation. Let's take our time and just go explore. Nice. And so we didn't know what to do. I had a car, he had a car. And I'm like, I do not want to drive two different cars. And so at the time, this was when, so I didn't know this, but when it was August 2021, yeah, August 2021, when the, uh, the cars, used cars were being sold at a very high price. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so I didn't know this, but I was in a lease and I had eight months left on my car, but I'm like, I need to figure out something. And so I went on Kelly Blue Book and I looked up at like the worth of my, the value of my car. And it was significantly higher than what I, my lease owed or whatever. And I'm like, hmm. Maybe I could sell my lease, sell my car to a dealership, and I can make money off of it. And so one day, within three hours, I had sold my car to a dealership and made four grand. Okay. Nice. And I got out of an eight-month lease making money. Nice. And so my boyfriend was like, you did what? I'm like, hey, could you pick me up from this dealership? He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I just made four grand selling my car. He's like, what the crap? And he's like, I want to see what my car's worth. And I'm like, no, no, we, Wait, we need, need yours. <laughs> we need yours. <laughs> I like, beat I you to it, buddy. What the value is if I can make money? He ended up selling his car also and made like another six grand off of his car. And so we capitalized on the car market that month. And then we just got into a, a brand spanking. It was cheaper to buy a brand new car instead of a used car. It was wow. very strange yeah. time. And uh, so we got a, a cool Subaru with, and then we bought, we went to Costco and we got a roof tent. Have you seen what yep. a roof tent is? Yeah, yeah. And so a roof tent, we put it on top of the car. And so literally in like 15 seconds, you unstrap the sides and it goes up. It pops up. Yeah. So that's where you sleep. So you're not on the ground, right? Like a tent. Yeah. It's on the roof of a car. And so we put that on the roof of our brand new car and um, sold everything in the apartment everything made a bunch of money selling everything in the apartment and then we hit the road we hit the road and did we ended up doing a three-month road trip and hit 22 different states wow how fun awesome that was so fun so fun it was like the best trip ever and if so you, if you are, survive if you survive that with your with your boyfriend you know you're killing good. each other yeah, you know you're good <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah but you would ask me what my favorite cocktail was and i discovered what my favorite cocktail was on that trip yeah okay um we went to washington because i have a lot of family in washington state that's where i was born okay and i went to go visit my cousin and we went bowling and stuff and she's she got me a hawaiian sunset i didn't know what that was 
And so I, I took a sip and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> wow, I can't even taste the alcohol. Like when I can't taste the alcohol, that's good for me. Well, <laughs> that's good. It's good for a I little bit. Going, what was that? It's good for a little bit until you're four or five in and going, I still can't taste the alcohol. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. So that's, that was my favorite. And plus, Hawaiian sunset. That's just beautiful. Hawaii. Have you been to Hawaii before? No. Bucket list. Got to get there. Got to get there. It's amazing. It's real. It's beautiful, magical. And so that drink, I'm like, this just fits my personality. Like, I like the island life and sunsets. Like, it's even it's even a pretty drink when you first make it. Like, the colors are nice. So, right. Yeah. 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 you're our first, you know, we ask everybody what they want. This is the first we've ever had somebody mention a Hawaiian sunset. So we're like, wow. oh, all right. How we cool. like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, during that road trip, uh, so many places to see. I would say my favorite place was called Craters of the Moon. It's in mm-hmm. Southern Utah, Southern, U- not Utah, um, Southern Idaho, okay. Southern Idaho. And it, you are like in a different world there. Like you're in the middle of nowhere, but then all of a sudden there's like this national park monument place and it's called Craters of the Moon. And we went and it literally looks like there's there's volcanic rock everywhere, right? Lumping everywhere and there's cool hiking paths. And, but there's a few different caves you can go in but underground and at one point there's a a hike underground in these caves where you get to the point where you have to crawl through the cave it's pitch black we have our our lights yeah um your little little miners helmets on your little yeah (laughs) (laughs) because we we can't see anything it's pitch dark in this cave and we're like following the path and all of a sudden I'm like, do we keep going? Like, is this right? Because we have to crawl on our bellies to keep going. And on the map, it says, keep going. And we're like, what? <laughs> and we have really cool pictures of it. I haven't, pu- I still got to go through a lot of content on my phone from that trip, but you, we're taking pictures with our phones like we're literally smushed on our belly crawling through this cave it was epic it was so oh, fun wow. it gives me anxiety and, just hearing about it I was gonna oh, say, not, not for everybody oh, <laughs> oh God. And then, uh, i guess you're not claustrophobic no nah, just very <laughs> i'm thrill-seeking adventure yeah, yeah. that's awesome <laughs> Another really cool place is the Salt Flats in Utah. Have you heard yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, God, that was awesome. But it was so funny. So this is bef- so we were thinking about OnlyFans before leaving. the trip. And I'm like, you know, maybe we could just stay on the road and make money while we're on the road. But I still had not digested it fully. Like, I'm... I'm still a little religious, you know, at the time I'm still like teeter tottering on the, on the fence. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And, uh, but we still make content on our phones. Sure. 
on a road trip. So I we made some pretty oh oh there we are. We made some really cool content you can actually find on my OnlyFans from these places. I didn't think we would share what we shot from the trip, but like on different hikes, like it's super secluded, like in the mountains and on the cliffs and like we recorded ourselves and yeah. doing things and and uh for a thrill right and uh and it was just really surreal like we created some content at the salt flats oh and it was it was like doing things outside and in nature is so different than indoors on a bed or a couch right, like right. in it's nature freeing, it's just, isn't it it's so freeing. I'm like, oh, my nipples get to see the world, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> well, today is May Day. Yeah. Outdoor fucking starts today. That's what they say. So. Oh, really? That's I didn't what, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the same. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. So. Cheers to that, right? Let's bring that. <laughs> so, yeah, we... I wasn't expecting to like share our personal footage because um, at the time it was just we liked recording each other and, and doing things out in nature like it was just very freeing yeah. to do and so it was funny because at the salt flats like I we're all I also want to shoot naked right I want to I want to pose naked and and because it's like uh the salt flats is like nothing like you will ever see anywhere in the United States or anywhere in the world that I know of. So sure. I'm like, this opportunity, I want to just be naked and just like shoot here. <laughs> and so um it was funny because all of a sudden we see a car because you can drive on the salt flats. Okay. So at the salt flats, like there's a rest area. And we're like, okay, where are the salt flats? This is it. No, like you need to drive, like drive over the curb onto the, it looks like ice, but onto the flats and drive and drive for a few miles. And then you cross this barrier and then you're into a, like a whole different surreal world. Hmm. And uh, so there are cars, but we're kind of secluded from everyone. And all of a sudden I looked up and I'm like, oh my God, we have an onlooker right now. <laughs> and so at the time, I'm like, I don't like being seen by people. And so I'm like, pack up the stuff quick. <laughs> and so I like literally jumped in the car with all my stuff, our camera gear or whatever. And we just moved different places. I'm like, that guy, we need to go somewhere else. We have an onlooker right now. Um, sorry it was sorry like, about that. I just happened to be in Utah that day. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> right i'm like there is no free shows here <laughs> right so but yeah that was it was a very magical trip we got to shoot a lot of cool content that i didn't know i would like it was stored in our phones that i didn't know i was gonna actually go all in on only fans you know yeah and uh it was crazy because um my boyfriend had found on our trip, on our road trip, had found Nicole Mitchell. I don't know if you oh if sure you heard yeah. of her. and found her on Instagram. And he's like, "Look, Britt, she's like she came from uh, 
pastor turned stripper and I'm like what yeah and so I had heard some of her interviews and I could relate with a lot of stuff she talked about and the way she talked about sexuality and being free and her view of you know her how she operates on OnlyFans and what she does I vibed with it hardcore and I'm like who is this woman? Like I had never heard sexuality being like talked about like this because in my perception, it's like a bad thing. And right. she's talking about it in a different view that it's like really good. Um, and it's an opportunity to connect deeper with yourself as well as like a healing journey almost. Yeah. And so I ate up all of, everything she she talked about I invested in her courses because I'm like hardcore interested like what is your view on all of it like deep down like even when I went to church and a part of church heavily I was just feeling that I would be involved but I also didn't want I don't know I just didn't have the mindset to wrap myself around it and so I'm super grateful for the journey I've been on because if I rushed anything I don't I I yeah I'm just easy I've eased into it like so I started my OnlyFans last year in March and um obviously we're living in Florida at that time we got to Florida uh last year in January we were in Florida for eight months and um like yes and so I started my OnlyFans in March three months in to being in Florida and I was I kind of just ripped off the bandit I'm like you know I'm not gonna go public because a lot of my followers are very religious I'm not gonna say anything to anyone I'm gonna be a little sniper in private message people who I think would like to come on my journey with me. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> and so uh, a lot of people were very supportive yeah. privately. Um, when I private messaged them like, Hey, I'm exploring this new venture. I'm exploring myself. I'm exploring. I'm having like an exploration journey right now with my sexuality. I've never actually dove in to this before never gave myself permission to explore this realm and uh yeah <laughs> and away you and went so, right and so i was actually private for eight months okay i was private for eight months because i was getting to understand how the platform worked i was right. getting to learn my body because how old was I yeah I turned 31 last year and yeah I was 31 when I started and that was like the first time I was super intentional in like connecting with myself and I had some of the most radical life-changing orgasms I have ever had ever once you let yourself free right and it was it was it was so different from my toothbrush vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Well, I hope so. I would imagine. I hope so. <laughs> did you well, did did you find some resistance from any of the private messages? Um, uh, not really. People oh, that knew good. me, 
yeah, everyone was just very supportive. And, and they're like, all right, girl, like we support you. Everyone's so positive, so respectful, so uplifting and heart centered. And I'm like, God, I am so blessed. I am so blessed. And it's easy to keep going when you get positive back, you know, feedback. Right. Right. And so some of these orgasms um, were very life changing because like I was talking to you about like the presence of God uh, in the sexual form. A lot of people call it like an energetic or body orgasm. Sure. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, that's what they call it. But they call it this. So I'm like, kind of putting pieces together and I'm like dude I have those all the time like (laughs) that's very easy like I can just feel the press I call the I think it's just being present with yourself it's just being fully present presence of God or an orgasm I think is the same thing this body (laughs) energetic orgasm and so I'm used to that feeling but I've never had that feeling in self-pleasure before because there was so much shame I had yeah. around my body, right? So yeah. much shame. I've never felt the presence of God whilst self-pleasuring, right? And a, a, like it happens a, often now, but that first time I recorded this video and oh. I recorded my little preaching after it as well. I'm a mess. Like I'm a <laughs> sobbing like po- like wow. a positive sobbing mess like oh my god what just happened uh because i when i was self-pleasuring i had felt the presence of god and i'm like this is weird but and i also had like a deep orgasm at the same time and i've never felt both at the same time and i'm like i was a wreck a complete wreck it was kind of like validation like this is okay. It's okay. Yeah, you're, it's okay. You're done and you're like, I'm still alive. Right. The lightning came down. <laughs> it's all working. <laughs> right. Like, like it's like self-pleasuring is okay because I always, you know, in my mind, I thought self-pleasuring was just, you know, anything that had to do with my vagina is wrong. Like <laughs> I have collected that shit my whole life. I well, you have a lot of time it. to make up for. Right. Yes, I know. <laughs> Like I suppressed all that sexual energy, suppressed it like my whole life until this past year. And mm. so you're so having a great year. Yes, it's been <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Look at that smile. I know. That is a great year. Yes. Yes. And I've learned so much. I've had so many <laughs> new experiences with yeah. everything. And it's everything's been so good. So good. How did yeah. you end up in Colombia then? What 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 made when did you make the move to Colombia? <laughs> we moved out here in September, so eight months ago. Okay. Oh, that long. Okay. And just fuck it, let's go. And and Colombia so, was we had been living with uh my boyfriend's parents when after our road trip. Okay. Because we didn't have anywhere to go. And so they had an extra room and we're like okay when we get there we'll figure out what we're gonna do with our lives when we get there and so we don't have plans we're just like living in the moment yeah and so we get there 
in January last year. And then we were with his parents for eight months. And I had started OnlyFans in March. And um, at, there was... At his parents' house? Content perform. Okay. All right. Even better. Uh, but it was, there were so many funny things that happened. I hope his dad isn't a follower. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I had two toys at this time. I only had two toys. And so I make sure every anytime anyone went to work or whatever, I'm home alone. And I that's when I would make content when everyone's gone. But his grandma would be home sometimes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so it was funny. So like I make content or whatever, but I was very quiet. Like if I was when I had my radical life changing like orgasms like I was like sobbing but like you don't want to be heard type of like I was a wreck but I was also like having a moment right but I didn't want to be loud and so it was funny because um sometimes our room is private and sometimes like I would just leave my vibrator on the computer desk or like my dildo because I would forget you know because I'm like oh I need to clean this later right like I don't like yeah whatever and I was in the kitchen or we went somewhere and our room's messy and all of a sudden I get home and the room is clean oh no (laughs) and I asked my boyfriend I'm like oh my god why (laughs) is the room clean he's like oh a maid and my mom cleaned it oh my god (laughs) and right on the computer desk clean was my little little vibrator my little bullet right like nothing else was around it just the vibrator sitting right there on the desk alone and I'm like oh my god we're moving to Columbia and so I'm like okay that was the first time right I'm like okay I need to be better at this I need to make sure all my toys are put away and clean always can I just ask, was it a cleaning lady or or his mom? Both of them were cleaning the room. Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> and it was so it was really funny. And I'm like, oh my God, how embarrassing. Cause I'm like new with all this. Like yeah. I'm not so comfortable, like, oh whatever. You know, like I'm very private. And I'm like, oh my God. Like it's the end of the world type thing and then i'm like okay i need to be more strict and disciplined i need to make sure i'm clean all the time whatever no like so i'm i can be lazy super lazy <laughs> right get done i'll wrap it around a wet wipe and just put it on the table I'll take care of that later whatever let me go get something to eat and um oh my god another time i'm looking for my my dildo it was like a hot pink dildo right (laughs) and I'm like babe have you seen my hot pink dildo I can't find it anywhere like I don't know where it is and I'm looking in the bathroom I'm looking in our room I cannot find it and I only have two toys right I'm like where did I put it and one evening I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom and I looked down in the cleaning bucket with all the cleaning supplies. Oh. And I see my big pink dildo <laughs> in the cleaning supplies. And I'm like, oh my God. 
oh my god did i leave my dildo in the bathroom and forget to clean it because you know you could put it on the top of the toilet you know as like yeah. a, a shelf and i'm like oh oh and i'll come back to it right yeah. i did i forgot to come back to it and i found out it was his grandma who had cleaned the bathroom and had put uh, my big pink dildo in the cleaning bucket. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you gotta like, be kidding me. I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's like it's, it's a good hard to reach spot. <laughs> like I couldn't find it for a week. Like oh, I'm oh, looking oh. and looking and I'm like, I don't know where I put it. And yeah, I was brushing my teeth and I found it in the cleaning bucket. And oh. I'm like, oh my gosh, Whew. grandma did it. Dang it. Hmm. Oh, Do you think God. grandma knew? I don't think grandma knew. I don't know. She was pretty wild back in her day. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Good for grandma. We don't know the stories, but we do know that she has four different, uh, she has four children with different fathers so oh well i take back whatever i thought she She knew (laughs) she knew she knew i don't know what she knows but she's got four four kids with four dads maybe she didn't need to know (laughs) maybe yeah why why are you gonna fake one of these (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) when i was done with that one i replaced it with a new guy (laughs) right so yeah, and then another funny scenario. I died. Actually, there's two more. One with his dad. Oh no! Have... No, 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 not like that. No, um, I know, but go ahead. So we ahead. he bought um a iPad holder, so you can actually attach it to the bed, and then connect your iPad, so you can watch movies or Netflix on the iPad on the iPad holder, um, hands free right mm. or i can put my phone there and record it's like a holder that like holds onto the bed right Perfect. and so one day um i wasn't there but my boyfriend had told me the story his dad comes in his room you know and talks to him and is like and he asks he's like what is that for <laughs> you guys record videos or something <laughs> and and he's like no dad that's where we put the ipad to watch movies and then i'm and then later on i'm like well babe i i use that to record videos though like (laughs) and so i'm like i think they're picking up on something right right that's the now we're gonna three things have happened now we're And so we, so what I believe is the most healthiest lube is organic coconut oil. I think it's the healthiest lube to use instead of like all these process, you don't know what ingredients is in there, all that types of stuff. Something that's organic and healthy is coconut oil. As lube, you can use it for anything. And uh, we, we bought at Costco, they have these big, (laughs) huge jugs, right? And we have it on the side of the bed, but you can put the, the covers over it, right? And so you can't really see anything uh, if the bed's made. And one day the bed was the bed's made. made. <laughs> right. And one day the bed was not made. And his mom comes into the room. I'm not there again, but it was my boyfriend. And she's like, or no, she told him, 
she comes into the room. Oh, but none of us were there at the time. Her room was messy. I think she was looking for it. I don't know what she was doing. And she saw the coconut oil. And then later on, she told my boyfriend, like, I went in your room and I saw the big tub of coconut oil. And <laughs> I ran out in the kitchen. And she's like, and I thought about it for a second. She's like, oh, perfect. Like, I can use that to cook uh, our dinner tonight. <laughs> and then I'm like, what? Wait, what? And, she, and then she's like, but then I'm like, maybe they use that for something else. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And I'm like, oh, thank God she did, thank not, God. She did not use that for dinner. Oh, my God. And so there's... And so, like, it was just, it was just getting, you know, a little strange in the house. We we may need to just find your own place, right? At some point, and so, right. <laughs> and so, there, my boyfriend is Colombian, and okay. so the whole family's Colombian. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just we traveled the whole U.S. Like, let's just go to your country. Like, actually, wow. it's. And so, and I'm like, you've been wanting to take me to your country ever since you met me. Let's do it right now. Like, it is time to move out of your parents. It's time to leave this place. It's been a little strange. Pack up the sex toys and the coconut oil. We're out of here. Right. And so I'm like, we'll just have like a lot more freedom to do whatever we want. Right. And so... And it's just very economical down here. It's like four to one for the dollar. Okay. Oh, wow. Four pesos to the dollar, more or less. And um, and so, yeah, we found a plate. Like, we literally, we have a little puppy as well. And so we brought her with us. And, um, yeah, that was in September. We just moved. We're like, we're done with the dates. So we're gonna, and it was actually one of my dreams. I'm like, I just don't want to settle anywhere. I just yeah. want to travel, model, and speak. Like those are my three words: travel, model, and speak. And like you, he loves traveling too. And we both don't like staying in places for too long. So let's just Airbnb hop. Yeah. And so that's what we've been doing. We uh, stayed in an Airbnb um our first three two and a half three months and wow. then yeah and got to you know adapt to the culture out here and we found this place we're in it's four stories um it's a big place with a terrace open roof 360 of the whole city amazing um and so we've been here for about four months we're going to be going to a new airbnb in two weeks um but i love it because up on the roof there's no skyscrapers around us yeah and so the roof the terrace is private nice content (laughs) one thousand (laughs) percent yes and it's and also we love going uh nude tanning on the roof sure like to get some sun and Because where can you do that? There's a, like in Florida, there's one nude beach. In Colombia, you have to hike three hours to a nude beach, and there's only one here in Colombia. Um, oh. And there, it's very rare you can actually just be nude in the sun. It's very healthy. Yeah. And yeah. 
And so we're taking full advantage of that right now. Nice. <laughs> and uh, getting that D in. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, in more ways than one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're still in the Airbnb. That's that's crazy way to travel. I mean, I, I that's a great way to travel. I didn't even think about that. Like, I got right. extensively. So now I, I got to know, are you still uh, doing your vagina Kung Fu class? So that had ended. I still, I, I kind of, um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so it was funny because, um, I really want to dive deeper into like sex education because what is taught in school or the church church hardly ever even talks about it. Um, in school, it's like one day sex ed, they go into detail and all they talk about is like STDs and wear protection and birth control. They don't actually dive in depth about like, how do you, how do you be consensual? How right. do you say no in these circumstances? They do not set you up for success whatsoever That's or true, how yeah. to connect with yourself on a deeper level. And so this course I found on Instagram is called Vagina Kung Fu. And it was just learning how to, because a lot of women have, when they get older, there's a lot of issues that happen down there uh, after they have babies or when, when they get older, a lot of things And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm still pretty young. I would like to take this just to know how to prevent that stuff from happening. And I want to dive deeper in connection with myself because a lot of times in, in the sex industry, it's like all about the men and, and, you know, pleasing them. And I'm like, dude, I want to learn how to please the fuck out of myself. Excellent. I love your frame of mind, right? Yes. And so she had taught in this course, um, how to strengthen your vagina and the best foundation is yoni massage and a jade egg exercise a jade egg is like this little j this colored dark green egg and you do exercise with it to strengthen your vaginal muscles okay yeah. <laughs> and so because a lot of vaginas are very weak very weak um like 80 percent or 90 percent i don't know what percentage a very high percentage a lot of women neglect themselves sure which makes sense they just get busy and stuff yeah right but they don't make themselves priority which they should be number one priority in their lives every single day 100 percent, i agree with that yes and so it just makes life easier and you know yes and so but more pleasurable as well correct i mean it's it's there's it a is huge yes, benefit. It's very arousing. You can, you know, we go to the gym to work out our, our muscles, but what about our vaginas or your cocks? Like there's different exercises you can do to strengthen it as well. Are you doing so cock is, exercise? Well, is there is there <laughs> kung fu cock out there that I just don't know about? <laughs> cock kung fu. I need that. She does a course for men. Um she is a little, I picked up on some religious, she's a full believer in like monogamous relationships. Sure. Um, so that tripped me up a little bit because I, I'm very open and sexually exploring, but she's very like monogamous mindset. So I'm sure. like, okay, this is a little religious, but her philosophies and theories come from um, Tao, Taoism and mm. 
some some different cultures from Asia, but sure. religion is religion. Yeah. So, um, but but I think what we need to focus on it is, I think the the minute you bring up and here's what I'm if I bring up to a a lady friend or somebody I'm seeing, hey, right. let's do this kung fu vagina they're gonna say well yeah it's all to benefit you it's to make my vagina mm-hmm. better for you right me but i but it really isn't i mean it's mm-hmm. for self-pleasure as well i mean so i think that's a point that we need to stress right vagina kung fu have you seen the music video there's a music video check it out after we're done here yes what? I'm yes. This on their on their website on her website, I'm assuming the same one because it was uh, back in the day. There was a, a '70s song called "Kung Fu Fighting." Oh yeah, and uh, they take that music and then they she wrote the lyrics to this new kung fu vagina. Oh my god, it's it's quite entertaining. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yes, yes, I'm pretty sure it'll come up if you Google vagina kung fu. There's right. only so many things you're gonna get with vagina kung fu. So. Right, right. <laughs> What? I like saying Kung Fu Vagina more than Vagina Kung Fu. That's personal. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so again, where we left off was I was saying is it, it um, I, I think it can be thought of the minute you bring it up to a girl is, hey, you should do Kung Fu Vagina. It's for me, but it's right. really for yourself. Right. And, and 1, I, so let's, I want to explore that a little more because I might bring it up to some people and I want to get some explanation of that. It's really yes. for their pleasure more. Yeah. And it's, it helps you connect with your body on a deeper level. Um, just strengthening it. Um, also the Jade egg, Jade egg practice. Um, you have, you go through these different exercises to strengthen your vagina um, because there's a lot of benefits to it. This whole course, um, I learned like a lot with like PMS and menopause, all the symptoms, like there's testimonies of women who's like all those symptoms just are gone and disappear. Like everything society thinks it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be painful suffering. No, it doesn't have to be like that whatsoever. Um, also childbirth, you learn some things about childbirth that it doesn't have to be painful. She actually teaches on that. You can actually have an orgasm. You're supposed to have an orgasmic childbirth, like have multiple orgasms giving Mm. birth. It's not supposed to be painful and suffering whatsoever and so she teaches on how to really connect with yourself on deeper levels um because there's so many testimonies and so many results and there's a lot of books written that you can have an orgasmic childbirth and i've heard that yeah, yeah. wow yeah i didn't think it was normal but i i i've heard that i believe it's supposed to be normal i don't think we're here to suffer well that's a great point to put to put it yeah you're right right yeah mm-hmm. So there was, and I just saw it in the news today that somebody was, and I don't, I didn't read it. So I don't know if it was somebody in the symphony or somebody in the audience, but I want to say it was in the symphony that was caught on microphone that she had an orgasm while she was playing and it was recorded and it, everybody in the audience could hear it. Wow. That's beautiful. I think it was, I saw that. I think it was somebody in the crowd. They said had a screaming orgasm during the symphony. Okay. Yeah. So I think it was loud enough for everybody here. Yeah. I think it was somebody in the crowd who just, the music hit her. It was so a headline. And, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So you never know where you get your inspiration. Right? Right. Pleasure. right. Yeah. Yes, but, I love it. But I think the moral of the story is you should just go with it. Absolutely. As this woman did. I'm in public. Absolutely. I'm in symphony. I'm just going to go for it. She probably couldn't control herself at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Um, but also another good exercise is yoni massage. Have you heard of that? I heard you talking about it a little bit with Sarah, but I don't think you went into it. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, what what is that? So yoni massage is you can have a someone do it to you, which there are some practitioners who do that for women uh, or you can do it to yourself. And so yoni massage, a yoni is actually a vagina, but just using different terms and it's a massage. So it's very slow, very slow and very sensual. And you're you're basically massaging every part of the inside of your vagina and you're sending love to every part of your vagina all of it and it's just very slow and sensual and it's a massage it's very simple but a lot of it is being super present because a lot of times let's say we're having sex or we're self-pleasuring or whatever it is a lot sometimes it can be super fast like yeah and yeah and so this practice is learning how to be present with yourself because you can take that to other extremes in, you know, having sex or self-pleasuring. And so it's, it's like a self-pleasure practice, but a massage and being super present and getting to know the inside of your vagina. Some people have never even felt their cervix before. And so it's, it's like, learning the inside of your body but also sending love as you're massaging the inside of it interesting instead of just going right to the main point that i guess some what's people the, can do what's the main point either the the clitoris or the oh, g-spot okay all right. sometimes oh, you just yeah. go right there right i right. guess that's that's the way i i'm, I'm taking the massages instead of going mm-hmm. right to that Right. Massage all the other areas to right. connect with the whole body. Right. And so you would start on the inner thighs, just light touch on the inner thighs, make your way on the outside, you know, very light touch, massage, and then you're just gradually going all the way into to the cervix. Um, and it's okay to stimulate the clit. Like that's sure. arousing, right? It'll stir things up. But what I was taught is the clitoral orgasm is a sugar high. Okay. 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 There are different, there's multiple types of different orgasms. There's what I was talking to you about, the body, full body energetic orgasm. Mm -hmm. There's also the clitoral orgasm, which a lot of women are addicted to because it's quick. It's a, it's like a sugar high, right? Yeah. Um, But there's a G-spot orgasm or squirting. There's the vaginal orgasm, A-spot, um, literal orgasm. There's a lot of different types of orgasms. Um, but a so lot as a woman, it, can you tell the difference between each one? Um, yeah. Um, meaning, meaning like, oh, that one was uh, after you're done? Or do you right. know where to go to get that one? <laughs> There's a, a the there's a course on it. I haven't taken it yet. Um, but from what my understanding is, 
is clitoral obviously is on the outside yeah super easy to get um yeah guys take care of business <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very simple and it's you know you want a quick fix go go do that but if you want more depth it requires a lot of trust and learning to let go um it's very spiritual actually uh obviously the g spot which is squirting um that obviously you say that like uh, it's every time what that if you touch this if you hit the g spot you're gonna squirt is that your experience no not every time you touch like you there's touch but to be done (laughs) right 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 (laughs) Right. And so, but it requires a lot of trust and learning to let go. I know like in some of my encounters, like I don't want to let go because I do not want to make a mess and buy a new mattress on a pen. <laughs> <laughs> but when uh, I do, but sometimes. That I, <laughs> much. Well, maybe. Maybe you're not doing it right. Well, there was that one. <laughs> But yeah, like you could soak the sheets or ruin the mattress. I don't know, but it, it all depends. Um, I've accidentally done it because I I was just in complete euphoria and and oops, oh my god! And and my guy was like, I felt bad. Whoa! Yes. And I'm like, ah, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, that was awesome. No. No. I'm like, but the sheets. Oh my god! I think I, I think a lot of women are think that they're embarrassed of like oh my god right. i i'm so sorry about doing that but i don't know that i mean i i'm sure there's guys out there and i've heard i've been oh, with some shoot. girls that have said that like their man got mad at them but i don't understand that part let mm. her go let her yeah. just let her go that's right the more pleasure but, you have brings me more pleasure exactly and so one of our um our friends had recommended a pet blanket which is waterproof oh smart yes and so if you like that's like lay it down so you can have more freedom far more romantic uh, than the, the the rubber sheets right <laughs> <laughs> and so just to be prepared ahead of time you know if it happens yeah yeah um, yes I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy one tonight all right there you go <laughs> the waterproof the waterproof pet blanket <laughs> Like it. um, it's a great idea then, um like the the clitoral orgasm that a lot of people have never heard of but it's like when you've had one i truly believe like my last year when i first like really dove in like my full but like i was just in i felt like i was in another world and um but that required just a lot of letting go and trust. Like to get to these orgasms, it requires a lot of trust and letting go. Yeah. I think that's like the keys to receiving these. Um, and relaxing. It, it attributes to the woman just relaxing and just letting, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people are tight, a lot of walls, a lot of hiding, a lot of in relationships, there's so much hiding going yeah. on. It's not transparent. There's a lot of issues that couples don't know how to speak on and be open about. And so um, my boyfriend and I have coached a few couples on a few things. 
sure. about transparency and creating a safe space to talk about things that you know each has hidden you know because mm-hmm. some some a lot of couples hide that they watch porn sure they don't want their significant other to find out you know because there's so much shame around it yeah and it's it's like I know I can't speak for my boyfriend, but he's he's we've had so many breakthroughs in our relationship. It's it's been so amazing. And we talk about everything. We're transparent about everything, yeah. like what we're thinking, like if we're at the gym, oh like like there's like transparency enhances your sex life. Absolutely. A thousand and not, percent, and, yes. And not being judgmental of the other one. Right. It's kind of exactly. I, I I feel is key, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't be comfortable to tell you if I think I'm gonna exactly get looks from right. or whatever. But and I think that's important to create a safe space. You now, know, is this to- what? Uh, let's quick get into. We've kept you a long time, and <laughs> thank you so much for all your time. But I want to be able to get into a couple of quicker your things that you do when you're you're into now and uh, your 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 course, your one on one training with your bliss experience. Um, you want to touch into that a little bit and what you bring, what that could uh, do for some people? You kind of already touching on it, but let's go into I'm it. I'm touching a little bit on it and it depends on what area of life, but I would say the focus is more like on self-image because a lot of times if you have a foundational self-image and you see yourself in a good positive light, like that's where you got to start with. Like don't focus on your partner and what's wrong with them. Like, look at yourself. You got to look in the mirror and you got to get right with yourself and you need to get honest with yourself. And so I help facilitate, you know, that relationship with yourself. I think that's foundational. And then diving into relationships and learning how to be transparent, learning how to communicate effectively and learning, you know, these um, people have triggers, right? but they're patterns. It's unconscious patterns that people, you know, and these triggers, like it's learning how to navigate through that and having grace for your partner. And I know my boyfriend and I, you know, there's little things that like I get like triggered and and literally (laughs) immediately I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I stop myself because like, and I stop and I'm like, Hey, whoa, I'm so sorry I did that because I'm I'm super aware of how I act. I'm super aware of, of how I communicate. And so immediately when I, there's like something in me where it's like conviction, like, yo, like that wasn't right. Like yeah. you're thinking in the past or you're thinking about the future. You're not present right now. And so immediately, like mostly immediately, I will <laughs> mostly I like that mostly yeah. you know I need to linger for a second I'm like okay what I said was not appropriate and I apologize that was mm-hmm. that was on me and so I think in a relationship is super key to have a lot of grace no judgment and like when you're with someone I've been with my partner for almost five years now and there's been so much grace in growing like both of us grown so much yeah. and yeah, I think in a real, and so, yeah. And then we dive into sexuality, you know, because a lot of people have these fantasies, you know, it can stay a fantasy, but it's learning how to communicate with your partner, you know? So partners are afraid to tell their partner 
their fan like just for right? example a fantasy oh, like yeah. oh i have a fantasy of having a threesome Mm-hmm. like some people are so afraid to tell them because they're they'll get mad and judge them and like get angry and it's like no that you are not creating a safe space for them to trust you with their their what goes on in their mind yep. and so uh creating that space to be open and transparent and asking these questions and working your way up the scale to see, you know, not every fantasy needs to be fulfilled in real life. Right. Um, right. I know when I, oh, sure. when we were, right, before we actually did fulfill a lot of fantasies recently, <laughs> um, we would entertain it uh, in our minds while we would have sex. Yeah. We would, so we painted the picture with each other, like, oh, what color hair does she have? You know, whatever. And then you would like communicate the scenario as you're having sex. And it's like a really fun thing. And um, just to paint the picture of your fantasy while you're having sex. Uh, but it takes two very secure people to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And in order to get to that point, you need to start with yourself. Right. True. Okay. Right. So would you say your your bliss experience is it a, a certain number a week course or is it ongoing for as long as you need it or how would you expl- uh, explain? So it I everybody? start off I start off with a se- one hour four sessions a month. You just start mm. super basic and then you go out from there. Okay. Okay. Right? And- so, but everyone's in a different place, and so True. it's just. Four one-hour sessions a month, and if you want more, let's go. And if you received exactly what you needed, awesome. Um, but it's just one-on-one coaching on Zoom. Okay. Yeah. And what and what exactly is glory soaking? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know if it's what I'm thinking in my head. <laughs> Has nothing oh, to do I with a glory hall. <laughs> I had a oh my goodness. Okay, I need to update a few things on here. <laughs> Have we pulled out because an updated term or an outdated term? I need to um I need to change a few things on my website because I've had I had a call, a consultation with someone, and they were wondering the same thing. Like, what's glory soaking? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's more like group coaching on Zoom. And they're like, oh, because I saw you in a bathtub with flowers and and glory I want soaking. That. I want I want that glory. <laughs> right? And they're like, could you do that with me and my wife? Like, and I'm like, um, let me think about that. I've never actually done that before. And um, thank you for bringing what your perception of what was on my website up to me, because now I know what's going on in people's heads. I yep. didn't, I didn't realize, cause I'm like glory soaking. Like glory is just like, you're soaking in glory. Like just right now, like just marinating in the bliss, yeah, marinating true. in the glory, like love. We are fully immersed in love. <laughs> Like love is the air we breathe. We're fully immersed in love. And so it's like more like a, like a marination of the love that we are. Like every fiber of our being vibrates with the frequency of heaven. So what does it feel like to have every fiber 
be love like you're perfect just love and so it's just like being aware and realizing that and it just takes like for me I feel high right now talking about it like yeah. you're fully immersed in love what does that feel like like whoa <laughs> not everything's sexual not everything is sexual now <laughs> But I, but I can understand now because I do OnlyFans and on my website, so glory soaking. I'm like, oh God, I think people might get a wrong idea. Like I need to go more in depth. So thank you for bringing that up. I need to do a few changes on my website. But it is a good idea because I'm like, wow, I've never heard of that type of experience before. Of like having a couple in a big bathtub with flowers doing like some more like a spiritual awakening because a lot, a lot of people have hangups and, and different things. And I'm like, dang, I'm going to go educate myself on a few things. Uh, and maybe that might be an actual experience I might offer in the future. There you go. There you go. Growing. So, continuously growing. That's why you got to ask. You never know. Right. right. It may lead to, it may lead to something. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm actually, I wrote that down. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like it. I yeah. like it. Well, good. I'm glad. You know what the thing of it is is it brings attention. You when when I when I saw glory soaking, I'm like I have to click on that link. I have to know what uh, what this is. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of things we want to do. Want to do like retreats and different experiences with my boyfriend and I. Um, because yeah, I've been, I've had a lot of cool experiences being a unicorn. Do you know what that is? Um, well, that means you're a 10 on the hot scale and a zero on the crazy scale. I know that. <laughs> so, That's a different, uh, completely different way. She has no idea what you're talking about. No idea what you're talking about. How about you explain it to us? Because he doesn't so know what he's talking I, about. I had my first experience with Nicole and her partner. Um, and it was the first time I was alone without my my boyfriend in like a sexual experience and so I was by myself for the first time with another couple and I'm super grateful it was Nicole and her partner because Nicole's super heart-centered uh in her work in who she is and so super respectful to her partner was and a unicorn is like essentially a threesome a couple that is seeking another third party a third party to join their experience sure. right mm -hmm. and so for the for the my first time um i had facilitated this experience for them and it was very intuitive super intuitive and i'm like i told her partner i'm like you know right now i don't want this experience to be about me i want this to be about nicole and and I facilitated the experience for them. And I said, you and me are going to just worship Nicole. And so we did like a tantric uh, massage, which is super light and slow and present, just sending love. And, um, and then I did like a neuro, those are illegal, but oh. <laughs> neuro massage. Do you know what that is? Mm, it's like no. naked massage. You massage the body with other body parts. Oh, it's illegal. Yeah, it is illegal. Yes. So quit thinking. In about the it. states. Yeah. Yeah, 
Um, well, it sounds fantastic. I thought it was just so a little... like you're fully nude and you're massaging yeah. the body with your full body. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I, I had done that and then, um, and it was, yeah, I was just facilitating this experience for them and pleasuring her, giving her a yoni massage and different things. And I was telling him what to do as well. Like you're on this side, I'm on this side. We're going to go up and just kiss her feet. You kiss on that side. I'll start in this side and just kiss from her toes slowly all the way up to her, her neck, her ears, and then come back down super slow and sensual. Um, but she ended up having multi- multiple orgasms. And she also afterwards, she said she had uh, clarity and things she was questioning her right. life about. She had, she had clarity. She felt like um, she had certain breakthroughs happen within her. Um, just a lot of revelation had come to her mind during that experience. Uh, I have the recordings of her of her testimony from being with me, <laughs> but it was it was very spiritual and very life changing for her, and that was my first time with them. And I'm like, you know, I think I need to make this into like a paid experience because if that's what her remarks both both of them were like dude you gotta charge like six thousand dollars for this type of experience (laughs) like this is incredible like like bringing like and she's like and even at the end like i just didn't look at my phone i i had i didn't even have a phone with me this was not recorded this was off camera this was no performance whatsoever and i literally at the end i just held her hand and like, I just stayed with her fully present. And she's like, usually people just rush. Like this whole life is just always at a thousand right. miles rush. per hour, full speed, fast, convenient, like let's go. But it's like, this is like a complete different type of energy. And I just sat with her and just held her hand. And she said she came to tears because like she felt so loved so important and so like like yeah just she felt so much love just being there with her just holding her hand like afterwards just holding her and how many people or experience have you done that with like maybe even married couples don't even do that like after they're married for like a couple years like that goes out the window right but just being fully present and just holding her hand at the end she it brought tears to her eyes and i think it's so important for people to know how loved and precious they are by being fully present and totally into them yeah and it's it's easier said than done unfortunately but it's something everybody should strive to do yeah so if if not with three people just at least your your partner yeah yeah right sure. or even with yourself well there you go that's oh. true yeah yeah that's something i would never think about you know i mean well i'm in and out yeah well, <laughs> i think for most <laughs> yeah, for most men masturbation is just i need to get rid of this let's do it quick and you right, know right. so to uh always. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes i light a candle all right so, yeah, yeah yeah all right <laughs> put on some yeah Enya. but like like with my boyfriend like i've been 
helping because I've been learning the practice with myself. And so I'm kind of transferring that energy to my boyfriend. And I'm like, now he's like, dude, just lightly touch my arm and I'm, I'm going to just be super aroused, like super light touch, super present. And now he does it to himself. He's, he does it super light Mm. and it's just, it just slows things down, you know, and not always be in a hurry to, to get things done. Um, there's the terminology of like fast food sex <laughs> versus gourmet sex, right? There you if go. It's gourmet, you're taking your time. You are, you know, actually tasting your food, right? And seeing the different tastes. You know, when you go to a new restaurant that you've never been to that's super high class, you're taking your time right yeah absolutely. and so i think that's really important in a relationship like not every day right like we have lives we're living exactly but like maybe once a week setting like a two to three hour sex date in in just slowing down i think that's important i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go home and talk to the missus about this right now we'll just show her the clip <laughs> i'm going to we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna set a two to three hour sex date <laughs> It's advice. I like it. <laughs> I like it. This is all great advice. I, I do love it. I'm going to use this over and over again. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think we've got a Joe Rogan style three hour podcast going here. So oh. we, uh, we we should let you go. Before it's we... even, it's, yeah, it's 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 been so much fun. It's, I didn't even realize how long we've been talking. It's, yeah. it's been tremendous. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah this is a, fa- a fascinating conversation. If you ever want to come back and talk again and dive a little deeper i'm curious and i don't want to get into it right now but i'm curious do you do you use psychedelics at all um no okay but uh, i have tried mushrooms um once when we were in san diego because you know why not yeah try it once <laughs> i tried it once but i had a horrible experience yeah. i thought i was dying <laughs> um and that then when we, came to, <laughs> when we came to columbia um last fall we had met someone and uh we're like you know let's try this again right and so I did some research we had watched a Netflix also it was the first time I watched a Netflix documentary on psychedelics yeah yeah Um, that was really good it gave me a different perspective on it that a lot of people use it for healing and breaking addictions and and I'm like, wow, I never saw it like this before. Because in church, I saw all drugs as horrible, right? Right, right. absolutely. And so I think that's why my first time was horrible, because I had that perspective of it. Yep. And so I'm like, so we watched the, the documentary, and it gave me a new perspective. I'm like, I want to try this again. And so I did a very, very small, small dose, because I'm like, I don't want to die this time. I'm just going to do a little <laughs> bit. And it was different because we're like, you know, let's turn on some high vibe music, right? And just lay on the bed. And we just laid on the bed and we just tranced out. And I'm like seeing all these colors and all these patterns. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. (laughs) Um, But the feeling um, is like, I kind of already have that in real life. (laughs) And so I already kind of experienced that without the drug. Yeah, I can um, see some of that for sure. What, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And so, but I also wanted to take it just to 
to try it again to like develop a better relationship with my experience with it sure and so but i haven't it's very rare like we do have like a little baggie of mushrooms but it's very rare that we'll do it my boyfriend has had a lot of revelation um from it when he has done it he's probably done it five times and there's like he's gone through a lot of healing with it and so i think it's a good thing and my perspective has shifted dramatically but it's not something i do all the time it's once in a very great while maybe once or twice a year gotcha gotcha but other than that i haven't done anything else um i do want to experience ayahuasca yeah okay that'd be a cool ceremony um and just just to try it because i had listened to a will smith's documentary or not talking about his book. I don't know if you read his book. Mm -hmm. And he was sharing about his ayahuasca experiences. He did it a number of times and had a lot of different uh, spiritual encounters and experiences with it. I'm like, you know, I think I want to try that, you know, and and to see what it's like and, and whatnot. But ultimately, I think everything what what people are looking for is already within. Sure. And so, but yeah. sometimes it takes outside sources to bring that out. To release it. Yeah. That would be yeah. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So. Well, I'd rather, I think I'd rather release my inner with orgasms than with mushrooms. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Try it both at the same time. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Brittany. We we really appreciate it. And like All I said, time, yes. if you ever want to come back on, just let us know. We would love to talk with you again. Go ahead. Yes, let everybody promote all your instagram handles and facebook and where everybody can see you yeah so onlyfans.com slash britney and marie my website's also britney and marie b-r-i-t-n-e-y like britney spears how she spells her name but yeah but that. i always gotta say that <laughs> and a-n-n marie m-a-r-i-e um instagram is ojos del mar one which is in spanish (laughs) for ocean eyes (laughs) um spell that please spell the spell the instagram so people because like me would never understand it (laughs) instagram is o j o s d e l m a r number one number one there you go all right We'll put it yeah. all in the links too. So they'll there. be able to they'll be able to click and find you. <laughs> That's easier. Yeah, it's easier. It is. Awesome. All right. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with you guys. Thank you oh. so much for having me on. You guys are amazing, gentle souls. And I just bless your sex lives a hundredfold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank yes. you. For everything. I love it. <laughs> Have a good night, Brittany. Thank right. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here.
Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electric Cast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electric Cast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electric Cast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast.